Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. just two environmental announcements and then we'll get started with everything. First is that November 1st is World Vegan Day so shout out to all the vegans out there and number two is that November 6th is a UN holiday and it's International Day for Preventing the Exploitation of the Environment in War and Armed Conflict. Headlines from the hemispheres is next segment up, and as you know, or if you're new to the Green Thoughts program, it's where I cover environmental news all across our globe. And one of the first headlines I have to discuss is out of Argentina. Plastic found in southern right whale in Argentina, and this headline was found on fizz.org. Fizz is a great site. Um, it covers everything from nanotechnology, physics, which is where the name of the site comes from, chemistry, and all the other types of sciences like uh, social science and also economics, among others. So Argentina is where our headline takes us. And yes, this is some devastating, um, shocking news because we do know and find more and more that animals are eating plastic waste and it's all because of us humans. Scientists found many types of different plastic debris found along and inside the digestive tract of the southern right whale that was stranded in Argentina off the coast. And uh, the, the scientists, they were doing this as part of the study in this health monitoring program and both universities, one out of the University of California was involved and also the Institute um, of Conservation um, de Belenas in Argentina. Of course, it's the Spanish um, version of that. And the study was published in the journal Marine Pollution Bulletin and it's one of the first findings of its kind of uh, macro, uh, micro and microplastics and the, the type of debris in that species of whale. Now, this male was a juvenile and he was found dead. And he was found dead on uh, off the coast of this uh, peninsula, Valdez, um, in Argentina. This is back in 2014. And the scientists were examining everything that was in the intestinal tract of this whale. And they found nylon ropes and plastic wrappers, just so much that they found. And, you know, humans are the cause of this. We produce more than 300 million metric tons of plastic every single year. And so much of it ends up in our oceans. You know, at this pace, 
the oceans will, of course, hold more plastic than fish by 2050. This is nothing new. This is this statistic. That statistic specifically has been going around the internet, and it's almost commonplace knowledge for a couple years now. But it's definitely scary. That doesn't make it any less scary. Uh, scientists have found and documented 800 or more than 800 marine species that have been affected by our plastics. Everything from sea turtles, more than 40% of whales and dolphins, and also 44% of seabirds. The next headline is out of Yemen. The community respects us how solar projects are empowering women in Yemen. Positive That News had this story. I love Positive That News, not just because it is from the UK perspective and they talk about all types of different issues in the environment, but they do talk about different countries and smaller projects and sometimes work with brands to, you know, give the public what they want as far as great information, great articles. They even have their own magazine that you can subscribe to, and they also have articles online that you can read too for free. So with the Yemeni women, they often find it hard to sustain themselves to get fulfilling work that actually pays. Um, But there's a small group of women uh, that recently is changing that. They're trying to change that uh, way of life for Yemeni women. So there are about 10 women in this small district in the Abs district in the north of Yemen, which borders Saudi Arabia. And they set up a 26.8 kilowatt capacity microgrid back in early January 2019. Now, this provides a ton of great income, sustaining income for the women there, something that they can keep up, learning new skills, develop professional skills, and learn so much. And in Yemen, if you didn't know, Yemen is ranked as the world as the worst country in the world for women uh, on the World Economic Forum's annual global gender gap index as of 2020. And then lastly is some news out of South Korea, which is pretty positive as it talks about carbon neutrality. So South Korea vows to go carbon neutral by 2050 to fight climate emergency. And theguardian.com had reported on this first. I think that this is really positive news. And the president of South Korea, Moon Jae-in, has declared that South Korea will go carbon neutral by 2050. He even vowed that he would cut dependence on things like coal and replace it with renewables, which is great, and wants to craft a billion, multi-billion dollar plan to do so and invest in things like green infrastructure, clean energy, and electric vehicles. China has been uh, doing their part as well by vowing uh, back in September 2020 that they would achieve carbon neutrality by 2060, so a little bit further off than uh, South Korea's target. And Japan has also um, made plans to go carbon neutral by 2050 as well. I discussed uh, Japan going uh, the route of being carbon neutral, and I talked a little bit about it as part of the um, headlines uh, from the hemispheres. Second, of course, uh, in the uh, episode uh, 201, which is not too far back, 
And uh, it is, you know, great news. I, I talked about it in the episode from uh, the 25th of October, 2020, entitled Here Are the UK's Top 10 Eco-Progressive Cities. How does your city fare? And you can uh, hear more about uh, Japan and what they're doing uh, to go carbon neutral. Uh, South Korea, though, uh, has uh, definitely wanted to uh, commit to zero emissions, the one of the latest economies on the planet to do so. For now, though, they do rely on coal. About 40% of the electricity comes from coal and 60% um, or less than 6% uh, of their energy uh, is from renewables. This uh, episode, I think, is really great because um, we're talking about what specific um, experts um, that happen to, you know, study things about your skin and how you absorb things. And the chronologists, uh, they study, you know, the body. And we're going to look at this uh, survey results from the responders, which are the 22 and the chronologists. And Environmental Health News um, had all this information. And so I'm going to just break it down by the survey results from um, what the 22 endocrinologists, what they use in their homes. They're answering certain questions, certain prompts, and we're going to review all those results. And you can compare uh, how you prepare your food, your beauty routines, makeup, and other such things. Just that we're all making really great decisions about what we do, you know, with our health. So we're going to look at uh, how to make the best decisions to safeguard, you know, your health, uh, whether it's food, um, home products, makeup products, just so many different things to cover. And there are certain uh, prompts that, of course, are answered and there are different percentages uh, that we're going to just mention briefly. I'm going to try and break them all down. So the first half of the questions are like food addition questions. So everything from like organic food, uh, other things like as far as uh, water and other such things, and then plastics too, you know, food containers and the like, and then home uh, addition questions, everything related to the home. So green uh, green, uh, cleaning products and other items too, we're going to briefly break down. So uh, with the first question that was asked in the survey, it was, um, how are you, are you likely to, um, number one, uh, buy organic produce, 63.6% of the endocrinologists said they're very likely to, 18.2% said they're somewhat likely to, 13.6% said they're neutral about buying organic produce, and 4.5% said they're very unlikely to buy organic produce. Now here, um, what they um, were mentioning also um, as part of the questions is that for them, availability is key. A lot of the respondents mentioned that they would only be buying organic food if it was available. You know, they wouldn't be searching out to, you know, go uh, way out of town or, you know, X amount of, of places just to buy organic food. So really just having it available is half the battle um, when you're talking about something like buying organic produce. 
And then they also mention that they really look at the Dirty Dozen from the Environmental Working Group's website uh, and a lot of the produce that you can see on their site. Um, you know, fruits and vegetables, you can check out which uh, updated versions of their lists uh, happen to come in contact with a lot of pesticides and, and different types of herbicides too. And next, they were asked questions uh, about water. Uh, one of them being uh, if they filter their tap water before drinking. So 68.8% said very likely uh, is, is the fact that they uh, filter their tap water. And then next is 4.5% uh, are somewhat likely to filter their tap water before drinking. 4.5% are neutral on the topic. 4.4, 4, 4.5% are somewhat unlikely to filter the tap water before drinking, and then 18.2% are very unlikely to do so. Now, uh, they did uh, break down a number of different ways that they do filter the water um, through using a carbon filter, a charcoal filter, or a reverse osmosis filter system, which, by the way, can get very expensive, and then also uh, by a water filtering pitcher. Uh, the endocrinologists uh, also did talk about that many of them review their city's uh, annual water reports to determine what are the best ways to get uh, top-notch water quality where they live. Another question from uh, the survey was if uh, any of them uh, microwave their food in plastic, 77.3% are very unlikely uh, to microwave their food in plastic, 13.6% of them are somewhat unlikely uh, to microwave their food in plastic, 4.5% are neutral on the topic, and 4.5% are somewhat likely to microwave their food in plastic. Now, uh, in that um, survey question, they the respondents did bring up the fact that they use different plastic alternatives for uh, using food storage or even from heating up and microwaving their different foods. They use anything from glass or ceramic. Those are one of the most common ways that they use to store and heat up their food. And they did mention that the fridge is okay for them to use something like plastic storage, mainly because they're not using the plastic in a heating uh, element, um, like a microwave, to heat up their food. You know, in a fridge, the chemicals are less likely to seep into the plastic because they're cold and they're not doing the job of something like a microwave or an oven where if you're using some type of, you know, um, container, the uh, chemicals will seep right in. Uh, so uh, next, uh, they also did um, refer to the types of plastics that are around and that they are trying to, whenever they do use plastics, to make sure that the plastics that they do use are BPA or BPA substitute or dilate free. Uh, another question that was asked of the endocrinologist was if they stored their leftovers in plastic. Now, 9.5% uh, of them were very unlikely to leave their leftovers and store them in plastic. 28.6% were somewhat unlikely to store their leftovers in plastic. 33.3% were neutral on the question and the topic. 19% were somewhat likely. And 9.5% were very likely to store their leftovers in plastic. 
Now, part two are the uh, home addition questions. So these are everything that have to do with um, things inside the home that are, you know, things that you use, um, you know, commonly as often. And uh, the first question that was asked, first prompt was about uh, buying green cleaning products. Now, 13.6% of the 22 endocrinologists uh, said they're very likely to uh, use and buy green cleaning products. 18.2% said they're somewhat likely. Uh, 36.4% said they're neutral on uh, the question. And 9.1% said they're somewhat unlikely to buy green cleaning products. And 22.7% said they're very unlikely to be buying green cleaning products. Now, this in, in part is because many of the respondents said that they use plain vinegar as their favorite cleaner um, to get by. And that also, if a green product for them isn't working well, then they're going to opt for something that's fragrance-free, uh, which is part of one of the questions I'm going to uh, talk about next. So one of the uh, next to last questions is about uh, purchasing fragrance-free items. So uh, these um, answers were um, pretty split um, and split up in different ways. 68%, 68 68.2% of the endocrinologists were very likely to purchase and buy our fragrance-free items. And then 18.2% were somewhat likely to purchase fragrance-free items uh, and then 13.6% of those uh, who responded were neutral on uh, the prompt. Now, fragrances they did note were great as long as they were something natural like your essential oils. Um, and fragrance-free items are something that is highly supported by the endocrinologists. A lot of them, you know, very likely, almost 70%, they're, they're on board for fragrance-free items, which is a good thing. And then lastly, one of the survey prompts um, and questions was, if used, um, would they uh, buy or have paraben-free or natural uh, makeup? So 33.3% said they're very likely uh, to use these types of makeup. 44.4% um, said they're somewhat likely. 11.1% said they're neutral on it. And then also 11.1% said they're somewhat unlikely to use paraben-free or natural makeup. I want to start off with just uh, all the different prompts just in the order that they were stated. Um, with the first one being about organic foods. Organic foods rock. You know, it's great to just pick up an apple and to just eat it and not having to worry about the wax that's on uh, apples to make them look shiny and presentable or worrying about if the pear you're eating has some chemicals that will give you an adverse reaction later down the line or you'll build up an immunity to it and then, you know, later find out that you have, you know, prerequisites to a certain disease or maybe cancer, just worst case scenario. Um, I'm, I'm happy that a lot of the endocrinologists, like they're on board with organic foods. Uh, almost, you know, 64% of them are on board for buying organic foods. But I think one of the downsides was that it's all about availability. So if they don't live in an area that can aff afford them those type of foods, then they're kind of out of luck. And it's, it's not, it's not right, but I'm glad that they were honest enough to say, you know what, 
if they're not around, I can't necessarily go out of my way to buy them. But that's more of an issue of, you know, what are the grocery stores and your supermarkets not doing to put uh, those types of foods in areas where everyone can afford them? You know, endocrinologists, they have families, they're, you know, living their best life, you know, doing what they do, and they deserve to have good food too. And I think it's it's a shared thought that yes, grocery stores need to have this food available. There are, there are plenty of uh, small and bigger chains of stores that can have small uh, organic sections uh, with food and all types of beauty care items and everything else, medicine, you name it. So um, I think a, a bigger issue there is that if it's not available, it's kind of like uh, out of sight, out of, out of mind. You're not checking for something if it's not in your purview, if it's not in your field of vision. Uh, and so that is something that I was aware of when, you know, looking at their answers. Oh, that they won't, you know, buy something if it's not immediately there, which makes sense. But if you're like really a determined shopper, sometimes you're going to want to just fork down something. And if you can't, you're going to buy it online. You know, you may resort to using something like an Amazon Prime subscription to getting your vegetables and fruit or anything else that you can sort of um, fill in the, the gaps with. But if you can find your organic fruits and vegetables, you know, at a, at a farmer's market, maybe that's better. Uh, maybe something that's close to home may be cheaper for you. Maybe you are buying from the uglies uh, section uh, of your grocery stores or farmer's market. Maybe that will um, kind of um, fill in uh, where you uh, need to, you know, put in your, your nutrients and it'll help out your local economy, help out your neighbor, you know, your, your farmer who may be struggling versus, you know, a supermarket chain, which is doing well. And their organic produce is, you know, leaps and bounds in prices above uh, those from your local farmer. So, um, you know, I, I thought that that was pretty interesting. And also, um, you know, when it comes to filtered water, uh, I love the fridge water. I call it the fridge water because, you know, I just get it from my fridge. It's filtered. It's great. You know, I've also used Brita filters in the past and those are good too. Um, You can buy them from, you know, online resources like Amazon, for example, or the Brita site. Um, You maybe could trust something like eBay, but I would be kind of wary of it because um, unless it has the eBay customer satisfaction, like guarantee, um, where you're, you're not at fault for if it's a crazy purchase, but you just get your money back. Um, but I would just buy a filter brand new if you can, unless it's like a trusted site that sells discounted, uh, filters, um, the filter, um, picture filters. So, um, you know, even if you, you know, can, uh, do a little bit of research to find out which picture is great for you. That's, you know, as optimal because there are varying sizes of them and you just have to worry about the filter, which I think you have to replace or get the replacement for them on their site, on the Brita site. But um, that's something to be aware of too. Those are great options. You know, not everyone can, you know, get the uh, filtered uh, from the fridge and have that on hand. I get it because some of the newer models are really expensive. And then there's the upkeep of the filters for those. It's just like whatever you get, if it's a if it's a filter from a fridge or a uh, pitcher uh, with the filter there, all you have to worry about is the upkeep in the filters and making sure something like your pitcher doesn't like break or something. 
But yeah, filters are enormously important um, for water quality. Um, when it comes to heating up foods, I do, uh, you know, heat my foods up in many different containers. Either it's thick glass sometimes I use. Definitely if it's microwave safe. I don't use anything that's really crazy in the oven. Um, if I have any um, skeptical feelings about it, I'll use my uh, new way for that. I also use like ceramic bowls and plates. Sometimes glass plates, but not a lot. Um, but I don't really, I'm not really a fan of using like Tupperware for heating up foods though. So this is because Tupperware warps and it stains and, you know, with certain foods like spaghettis or pastas, uh, or, or salsa, um, that's, you know, heavily ingrained in the, in the, um, in the, the plastic containers in your plates and stuff. If it's plastic, for example, it will leach chemicals because it's being heated and it can change the shape and color over time. It's a real hassle. Anything with spaghetti um, sauce, anyone knows that it's hard to get out of Tupperware. It's like impossible. And when it's heated, it's a it's an orange disaster. So um, I really you know try and diversify what I try what I try to heat up my foods with, so that I'm. Uh, lessening my exposure to phthalates and to other types of dangerous chemicals that are in those plastics and they they tear away um, at the plastics whether you know you're using uh, your silverware and you know using the uh, dinnerware and everything and then you know next thing you know you got scratches a few nicks in the plastic and then it's worse so that's something to be aware of too uh, I store my leftovers in many different things too. It's either going to be the glassware like types of dishes. So like something like a lasagna dish, if it's a big hefty meal or like a round like pie uh, glassware dish, like the ones that you can, you know, use um, really, really a great sustainable option. Glass is like infinitely reusable. Um, steel pans, pots, foil, aluminum foil, definitely. Um, sometimes I, I'll use that as a cover for um, containers if I can't find a lid, even though I hate having to buy containers and I lose the lid. Um, I also like um, other reusable containers too. I've used uh, bees wraps for um, fruits and vegetables, so that kind of cuts down on using something like a plastic baggie or um, any type of other uh, cover like a piece of foil or something and I did a whole um, review about bees wraps and I did that one back um, in December 2019 a really great um, company I love 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 their their feel of their wraps really sustainable and you get them in packs too really great prices so you know check it out bees wraps they definitely will keep you uh, covered when it comes to your food um, and making sure that it gets a, a longer shelf life um, in your fridge. So uh, some of the foods that I, I purchased um, or some of the foods that are purchased most often organically uh, are um, berries, your greens, like your all types of lettuce um, and chard, um, you know, your romaine, kale, these types of greens. Um, then your apples. Apples are pretty, you know, uh, much purchased organically, grapes and tomatoes. Those are also uh, big um, fruits and vegetables that are, you know, in big numbers that are purchased organically here in the U.S. 
And there are also um, many lists that the Environmental Working Group talks about that breaks down, you know, which uh, fruits and vegetables currently are uh, organic. So that's great to use as a resource. Some food safe containers that I think you would love to use if you haven't already used these as options are glass. Now this can be anything from your oven safe durable glass containers to your salsa jars to everything in between. Glass is amazing. I don't know how many people don't use this, but I, I bet you there are millions who do. It's a lifesaver, truly, and you can use it endlessly, endlessly until it breaks. Um, hopefully it doesn't break because most of them are durable, but sometimes glass does break. Um, stain, stainless steel is a great option. Can't really go wrong with that. Bamboo lids. There are bamboo containers too. Um, reusable silicone. Uh, there are so many different, uh, other types of containers. Aluminum foils, you can use as a cover or like as a, a wrapping, um, which is great too. So something that's like, maybe like a bread or, um, certain types of veggies you can put in them too. Um, as long as they're like whole instead of like chopped up because it can get kind of messy. Um, and there are other containers too, but those are the ones that were on my mind to talk about. Uh, I did admire that uh, there are many different types of green products. Many of the top three uh, top three cleaning products that you should buy green are things like your multi-purpose cleaners, your laundry detergent, uh, window cleaners, all these things, dishwasher products, these are viable um, options uh, when, it, when it comes to cleaning up your home, your apartment, your condo, etc. Um, some brands that I love are Seventh Generation, Nuts, and Method for cleaning products. Um, there are a few more, but those are the ones that I love and they're pretty popular, except maybe Econuts. Um, but in, you know, Target and on their website, uh, and on their respective websites, you'll find Method products, seventh generation products. They're really accessible, great products, um, you know, tested and tried. And I love them. I still use them and they last a long time because most of them are really concentrated. Um, with the Eco Nuts, um, I have done a review on them and it's from the Wall or Wildlife episode 29. Uh, from March the 3rd, 2019. And uh, I have used Eco Nuts for a few years now, and they are fine to me. Uh, but I do love using seventh generation laundry soap, though. Sometimes I use both at the same time. And I usually use cold water uh, for both, but sometimes with the Eco Nuts, I do use like Eco Warm Water. Um, just so that it can get that soapy soapanification to get the soapy uh, action and cleaning agents together to, you know, wash my laundry. Um, in the um, news, we did talk about, you know, fragrance-free options, but there are common items that you may not know or maybe do know that contain fragrances. And so we're going to go over those. Now, when it comes to fragrances, they're in your cleaners and detergents your candles and your room sprays, soaps, uh, hand sanitizers, shampoos and other products, hair products, and lotions. Uh, anyone who knows, anyone who, who has specific allergens to certain things, you know, check these products. Maybe they have artificial fragrances or perfume or um, anything that you know that could be a an allergen 
or something that upsets uh, your nose or causes um, you to have breathing problems. You never know, but it could be because of the fragrances um, that could be, you know, setting off your triggers and having you sneeze uncontrollably or your eyes water or you to break out in rashes or itch. Um, so there are many, you know, different things that could happen to your body, but it all can be traced, um, you know, to something like uh, simply, you know, a fragrance uh, that you don't agree with. And regarding uh, makeup, uh, we learned that, you know, a lot of the times um, price is a, is a big a factor in making or breaking a purchase. Um, you know, in purchasing an item, you know, you're thinking about, well, does this do the same thing as a conventional product? How much money and uses can I get out of this product versus a product that I'm familiar with? And so a lot of the endocrinologists, they did talk about how um, pricing in regards to something like makeup is a deterrent, especially if they can buy conventional products and, and get a, a better use out of those than something like makeup that may or may not do as equal or better of a job. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about a few things, namely that cosmetics and brands and companies are changing. They are following uh, what we want in skincare. You know, they're going more the natural route and um, the natural route in uh, becoming more organic in their um, supply chains, uh, in more of their materials, what they use, their their people and who they serve. Um, the customers, but also like their companies. Uh, these uh, cosmetics brands, they are hearing what we're saying you know, via social media, uh, in their stores, you know, the survey cards and, you know, our, us giving our opinions over them and, and choosing their brands versus our conventional ones. They're seeing that it all matters because we as the consumers, we dictate what happens and where these companies go, if they, if they make it or if they fall. So it's great that a lot of these companies nowadays, maybe your mainstream companies, they're shipping up and they're saying, okay, we're listening to you. We're going to, you know, inc in include uh, lines of sustainable, uh, you know, makeup um, in, in different colors for you. And, you know, sometimes give a, a few different percentages um, of um, the profits from a particular item or line to an organization and you know sometimes the items are limited edition sometimes they're more permanent but it's it's great to know that they are listening to us us the consumers um lastly i want to just talk about that there are um, makeup ingredients to avoid um in in our beauty care things like parabens and artificial fragrances and parfum um, thylates and a few different companies, which I love. And I have used their uh, makeup and other products and I love, love, love them. Uh, Minted Cosmetics is a great Black-owned brand. Uh, recently, um, in the past few years, um, they got started and I love their work and their brand, their different colors, their palettes that they have, and they have different cosmetics too. It's just great. They're like spot on when it comes to the different foundations and everything. Great stuff. Um, Burt's Bees is my number one, I think, fave long-term brand. I've, I've used so much of their products for probably, I want to say more than 10 years now. It's got to be more than 10 years. Um, and then Pacifica, 
Um, definitely. Yeah, I've used Burt's Bees products since 2010, not a little bit more. So I've used their stuff for a while. I love it. Um, and Pacifica, definitely, um, they are cruelty-free with their products. Vegan, they have so many different colorful, smell-good products. Really great um, for staring, standing for um, just simplicity, but also thinking of, you know, the customer, which more so, more often than not, is women. So I talked about all these different companies in each of their respective eco-company spotlight segments. For Minted, I talked about them in the Out of Africa Came Humans because of Earth's Climate episode um, for the um, episode 127 from February 9th, 2020. I always do uh, Black-owned companies and brands and and their products and services for each um, Black History Month. It doesn't even matter if, um, you know, I'm I'm backlogged and I'll I'll do a retroactive, you know, um, set of um, Black-owned companies. I'll I'll still do that, but I always make sure in February to do that. Um, then Burt's Bees is uh, one that I cover in the Fountain of Youth, 10 Trusted Ways to Living Longer, uh, plus new prize giveaway that was from episode 51, and that was from May the 19th, 2019. That giveaway has since closed. I did a whole review again on Burt's Bees in the Eagle Company Spotlight segment, and then also with Pacifica, the same thing. Uh, and the Terribly Toxic Nine Dangerous Foods in episode 33 from March the 17th, 2019. The Mother Earth Minute is where we review, in the next few minutes, proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode. And as always, protect Mother Earth. As you know, we learned a lot. I know I did. I learned a lot from the different endocrinologists, 22 of them, and their survey results and what they think on a myriad of different topics, whether it's from your home, from you know your kitchen and your plate and what you eat to even what you cook with. Um, there's so much to, to gather and to learn just from what the experts are saying uh, from, you know, what they use and what they cook with and even what they use in their homes to cl- clean with. Um, many things I learned. Um, you know, one of them is that uh, it's okay to not have uh, fragrance uh, items. It's okay to be fragrance-free. It's, it's great to not use or inundate yourself with so much perfume or artificial, flag- or artificial fragrances or even flavors for that matter. You know, I hate fake anything, but something like, you know, a Febreze that's, you know, polluting around the world or something like uh, an, an artificial uh, candle, for example, could be uh, more harmful than good. It usually is because if it's full of something like uh, paraffin or petroleum-based um, waxes or any type of base like that in its contents, it's going to, you know, uh, leave uh, more of a, a danger to you in the long run because it's not um, something like it's a soy-based type of candle or something like that, or beeswax, uh, even for that matter. Um, but uh, one of the tips I think is really important is to stay informed no matter what you're, you're reading it's great to look at a resource like the Environmental Working Group. I've talked about the many different uh, beautifully written and researched 
reports and consumer guides from that website. They even have their own app. I use their online database for checking, you know, and things. I bookmarked it so I can look at different products, whether it's something I'm interested in. Like, for example, I looked at a different, um, it's, it's a, it was a soap that was a skin lightening one because, you know, I have like acne scars and uh, I wanted to get rid of, you know, those, uh, the residues of, um, the problems of acne and everything. And I've had some of these scars for, you know, years. And I wanted to look at this particular soap I saw on Amazon. And sometimes on Amazon, they have the ingredients as part of the um, info, but sometimes it's it's not present there. So you have to kind of dig to find the ingredient. And I eventually did, but even if I didn't or wasn't able to find, you know, what type of ingredients were in this soap, um, I would just copy the name of the soap and then go to the environmental working group app and then find uh, the rating system that they use which is highly sophisticated and you know find out what type of ingredients are in the soap um, if they are uh, ones that I'm going to be allergic to uh, are they going to build up in my system uh, are they um, biologically sound um, will they not you know cause adverse effects later down the line uh, are these uh, ingredients sustainable like how are they procured from the earth if they are at all or are some of these ingredients man-made so many things that you can find out just from ingredients and no sometimes um, products from different companies even though they may be sustainable or eco-friendly sometimes they may um, greenwash or get away with um, you know selling and saying that oh their products are you know made from the earth or they are doing their best to protect the planet or you can trust what they are saying in the track record but other times they're lying and, and, and that's a sad thing that happens but it does happen so sometimes you just got to do your own research and whether it comes from um, you know trial and error or researching online through databases I want you to just stay informed of everything you know question what you're buying question if it's safe you know if you should change uh, your ways in your buying and consumer habits it's okay to do so you know no one's blaming you if you didn't know you know that a certain brand you know has gone um, rogue and is, is totally flipped their lid and is, is trying to you know get on the eco-friendly bandwagon and you're seeing you know that you know they're not as they should be they're not what they stand for like some of these companies um say that oh they're 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 so green or oh they they love um and have uh, better products for you but they're not as good as a competitor that's been at this for 25 years i'd rather trust a company that's been at something and has been strongly affirmed by their customer base and cares about them enough to not pollute the planet and have products at a reasonable cost that have been doing something for almost 30 years than the company that has suddenly found the light and is wanting to uh, change their whole um, history um, up to a certain point and, and try to market to the environmental uh, uh, um, sector of people out there, the environmental community of people. I, I'd rather trust the people who've been doing it for a long time. You know, something like Kiss My Face or Burst Bees, you know, or like another uh, brand. But I don't trust companies just because of what they say they do. I, you know, look into companies. So I want you to always just stay informed um, and to look, you know, deeper than, you know, maybe what you used to before.
Number two is to share uh, the information that you do learn, maybe from this podcast episode with a friend, you know, with a family member, colleague, somebody. Um, I do, I know that it's important to uh, get information out to to rely not just on your your eyes and ears but to if you do trust some of the information you know be sure to share it i love sharing information my podcast episodes even with my friends my family so um you know it's great to support you know maybe you found um you know some of the information extremely valuable like uh, regarding a laundry detergent and eco nuts which are really great they last seemingly a long time um, I bought a box and it's lasted me, I think two years, maybe three years or so. It's been, it's lasted a long time. So, um, you know, I've, I've had it for a, a little over a year or two and I don't see any end in, in sight as far as me using it, um, to its brink. Like I still have a lot of eco nuts left in the box and, you know, you just wrap them in the canvas bag and you stuff them and you just wrap them tightly and you just put them in the washer and you're good to go. And so, you know, I talked about it in the, the the wall or wildlife episode. Again, episode 29 from March the 3rd, um, 2019. So if you want to share uh, a laundry detergent review and information about it, you know, you're someone you know is looking for information about laundry soap and greener kinds of soap, maybe share that one with them. Um, makeup. I know that a lot of my um, listeners... Um, you know, of Greener Thoughts are women, which is great. This should be women-empowered, um, women-strong community. I love it. And for us, you know, we love our makeup. We love being beautified. Sometimes, you know, going bare face is just as perfect. And so, you know, if you want to get dolled up or maybe you want something simple like a lip gloss, maybe some eyeliner, eye, eye uh, mascara, which is totally fine. There are different brands I talked about too that you could share with your girlfriends, with your colleagues, with anyone you love to who happens to, you know, be in the makeup space. Maybe they love makeup and they're looking for better, maybe organic alternatives. Something like your Minted Cosmetics or Burt's Bees, Pacifica. I talked about them in um, my different podcasts of uh, varying topics. And I discuss all of them in depth in the Eco Company Spotlight segments. Again, which I referred to in my commentary earlier. So if you want to share uh, those brands, that's perfectly normal and, and okay to do so. I encourage it. So, you know, from this podcast episode, just it's great to to share the news, you know, to learn um, that, you know, what you learn here, it's it's great to share that and pass it on to somebody else. I know I try to absorb so many podcast episodes. It's insane. You know, from everything from Stuff You Should Know to this other um, sustainable podcast I just started listening to. And it's about like fashion and like ethical fashion and, and being sustainable. And it's great. You know, and uh, other ones too. The Read, Soul Food, there are just all these other podcasts I listen to. And I learned so many different things. Um, that I, I share, you know, um, some really great information um, because I, can, I can't just hold it all in. I can't just, you know, hog all the info. I have to share it. So I feel great doing that. And um, I'm happy to always, you know, repeat and what I need to say and share, and uh, in this podcast episode, I'm definitely no stranger to doing that. 
number three tip for you is to uh, say no to something like plastic. Of course, sometimes it's unavoidable, but if it is something that you can prevent, um, you know, try to not bring it home with you. Um, Say no at the work function uh, or the organization function uh, or um, another type of event that you know you don't need any more plastic, you know, coffee cups from work. You have your own tumbler. Um, your, you know, Sierra Club tumbler. You have your, you know, green, you know, Earth Day tumbler. Maybe you have a tumbler or something that you got as a raffle prize from work and you haven't really opened the package, but you want to use that cup. Use that cup. Use that stainless steel cup uh, for your coffee or your tea or your water. Uh, you want to be able to use things as 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 often as you can. So using uh, things, containers that are uh, metal or um, steel, some type of steel, um, as as much as possible. That's great. That's the goal. Saying no to something like plastic, um, because if it's you know the container that can be heated, uh, then it can lead to chemicals, and it will lead to chemicals, and they're going to get into your food, and then you're going to ingest them, and over time it's going to build up, and it's not going to be good. Uh, number four is to lastly, you know, understand that. You don't have to change everything at once. Uh, You know, everything in moderation is okay. And as you get better and better equipped um, with the tools here and in other podcast episodes and reading material and your own own work as an environmentalist and in the green community, you know, you can figure out, okay, do I need to, uh, you know, buy things when I'm out and about? Um, consciously and think about them. Do I need to make a to-do list? What can I live without? You know, as things run out in your home, for example, whether they be, you know, buying cleaner replacements, you can do that. Um, So if you run out of multi-purpose cleaner or toilet bowl cleaner, you know, buy in bulk, Um, you know, plan ahead, plan uh, what brands you trust, you know, look at customer reviews, look at uh, the company, if it's a legitimate company, better business uh, bureau reviews, Uh, look at uh, the certifications for these companies or their, or their um, um, certifications that they have as far as, you know, if they're a B Corp, if they're cruelty free, uh, if they have an international standard uh, that they've applied to their their products, if they're USDA organic, if they're in the US, if uh, these uh, products have been made ethically, um, and you know, if they're fair trade, are the workers and staff being paid a fair wage for making the products? You know, if it's a green brand, sustainable brand, is it a brand that you could see yourself using? Is it a brand that you like? If you don't like the product, can you be able to return it? Can you give that product to somebody else and make better use out of it instead of wasting your money and pouring it down the drain or tossing it in the land in the garbage, which will go to a landfill? If you don't recycle the container, hopefully you do. But, you know, if you don't like a product, sometimes, you know, people may just get rid of the product and don't care what happens where after. I'm not one of those people. I try and get my money out of the products that I use with my hard-earned money. So I, you know, ask, you know, if you do the same, you know. And if you, for example, are a DIYer with your cleaners and you're the old-fashioned kind of person, do you um, feel that you can make better DIY products, do-it-yourself cleaners? Um, you know, do they stretch your wallet? Do you get more for your money? Um, you know, if you, um, 
you know, our, our app for it, do you prefer the eco-friendly store brand varieties? Like, for example, Whole Foods or Aldi or Walmart or Shoppers, for example, their store brand varieties of eco-friendly cleaners or food or other things, makeup, for example, maybe beauty products, what have you, um, that you could use, you know, will those save you money versus um, having one of the products that are from a competitive competitive brand? Um, And how much of that product um, do you use, you know, before repurposing? Which type of product, whether it be a toilet bowl cleaner or a different multi-purpose spray, um, you know, maybe it's a, a, a beauty product, maybe, um, you know, a, a type of a mascara or um, blush, etc. do you use before repurposing? Which products uh, last the longest? These are all questions to ask yourself and to, to, to figure out um, as, a, as, a, as, your, your, as your, your, your day and your path. Um, of figuring out uh, what products work, how they how they do, um, how how they do the how they do you justice. Um, if a, if a product works for you and you've tried a few products of a particular line, maybe you've tried um, the um, laundry detergent uh, products from Method, and maybe you want to try. And um, you know, get the floor cleaner products from Method. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stepping stone. You know, you don't want to just buy up all of Method's products and then if something doesn't um, do so well for you, then you just, you know, tank Method products and you're like on to the next. No, you want to try baby steps. Baby steps work. Baby step one is to, you know, try the multi-purpose cleaner. You know, try the toilet bowl cleaner. If you like both of those, if they're a great price for you, if they're efficiently cleaning your bathroom, if uh, you can see yourself ordering ordering them in sets, you know, do so over time. Can you reuse those bottles? Things like that. These are all the things you have to think about. These are all the things that, um, you know, make you a conscious consumer. You know, repurposing the containers. Maybe you're going to use those containers for DIY projects and, and mixing of different things, you know, or something else that you can use those containers for. Um, but yeah, all of those I think are important questions to ask yourself. And, you know, they really, um, you know, pull together how you can make, um, make sure that you're getting the most uh, out of those products, the uses, and you're comfortable with supporting those companies into the future. The eco fact of the day is that painting one of a wind turbine's three blades black can reduce bird strikes by over 70%. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club's Sierra Magazine in the November-December 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight is where I talk about amazing 
my companies and their products and services. And if you'd love for me to review a different brand or company's product um, and maybe a service or two from them, you can always let me know. I love learning about new ones. There's always information to share, of course. You can do so by email, uh, by uh, sending them to me at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com, and I will review them free, of course, and uh, getting to, uh, you know, share the information about these companies. I've been, I've been doing a lot of reviews since February 2019. I learned tons of new things every time I dig a bit deeper into these companies and some of them I've been a long time of support of some of them I'm new to learning about but I do eventually get um to buying their products or uh, checking out their services and so I, I love to share that and it's one of my favorite segments because I get to uh, share the beauty of a new product or a service that's different and all of these are helping the planet all of these are helping you which in turn helps the planet if i can you know prevent someone from buying uh caustic um you know beauty products or shoes that do not biodegrade or break down because the materials used and you know offer uh, better sustainable companies that have you know bamboo or organic cotton or hemp uh, or coconut husks and and all types of other materials uh, for shoes, for example, then I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to do with this uh, podcast episode and, you know, all the, the episodes in general. I try to be as informative and break it down all for you all. And so I'm going to do that uh, with my uh, next uh, review uh, of this uh, brand called uh, Earth Shoes. And so Earth Shoes definitely has a long history with its roots from the 1970s. Earth Shoes has started uh, with uh, the amazing yoga instructor founder and Calso, and they're big on healthiness and uh, wellness living, and those are some of the principles that really inspired uh, what Earth Shoes is today and what the brand is today. Earth Shoes is all about comfort and feeling great in every single step. They source sustainability in their materials and fairness, social fairness in their partnerships. It's all about looking good, feeling good, and doing good. It's just that simple. Now, Earth Shoes is big on sustainability in a few different areas, uh, mainly uh, with the use of their water-based non-toxic glues. They're safer for the air, the water, the people who work in the footwork manufacturing process, and they're better than traditional toxic solvents and oil-based alternatives. They have vegetable tanned leathers, which use tannic acids naturally found in tree bark, leaves, and some fruits, which which is pretty cool. They have glue-free shoe boxes and also boxes that are made from uh, recycled materials. And uh, Earth uh, Brands does do a bit with uh, donating um, more than 13,000 pairs of shoes since 2015. And they partner with Souls for Souls, which has worked out of 127 countries. And has donated 20, 20, 20, 22 million shoes. Uh, Earth Shoes um, plants a tree for every pair sold on their website, 
which partners with trees for the future an award-winning international tree planting organization and to date they have planted more than 1.7 million trees uh, definitely earth shoes has many different types of shoes for you to buy and check out they have boots and booties they have casual shoes cozy shoes flats heels and just shoes sandals sneakers wedges and negative heels which are pretty cool um it's it's one of the shoes that drew me to earth shoes the brand um and i will be buying their their shoes one of the particular ones will be the negative heel shoes in, in black they're feral lotus uh, w's um i had been eyeing earth shoes for probably five or so years but i didn't get around to buying them because i purchased a similar type of shoe um the mary janes of the the simple shoes kind but they they look similar but they're they don't look entirely similar similar so i i kind of laid off buying another pair of shoes because i figured that the simple shoes could you know kind of do um it's it's job and I, I still love my simple shoes i still have them so um I, I do love the negative hill shoes and i know that they're um, are a lot of people who are supporters of Earth Shoes because they've been around so long, and some of the longtime customers will know them as Castle Earth Shoes. Um, so, you know, these shoes have been around for a long time. I knew about them probably more than a decade or so ago, and I probably learned about them from the walking company. Um, I know while, while I was in the mall sometime and with my family, I think it was like a birthday weekend or something of that sort and we were out of town and um I bought the pair of um the leather uh, type of shoes from the simple company uh, simple shoes um and uh, I love them and I had to give them away unfortunately but I still um found a, another pair of um simple shoes the, the the leather Mary Janes and I bought those off eBay and I love, love those. And um, that's where I, I learned from the walking company, the, the uh, mall store, that Earth Shoes was an option. And so, you know, they're cool. Um, I think that the factor that they have the negative heel feature kind of on some of their shoes uh, kind of adds to the mystery and coolness um, of Earth Shoes. You know, the negative heel works with your whole body so your whole body is getting a workout and it's similar to walking up in a slight incline so you can see videos of, of this on YouTube for example by tapping in earth shoes negative heel for example and you'll find you know videos of the mechanics of this negative uh, heel shoe and how it works it's brilliant and so I'm definitely on board for getting the earth uh, shoe I can't wait and when I do check it out I'll definitely announce it in the episode announcement section in a future podcast episode so I will definitely be buying those shoes again the furrow lotus w's um, in the future I'll either buy it from the uh, earth shoes site or maybe on ebay especially because some of the shoes on their site can sell out um, I just checked on some of these um uh bookmarks for their shoes that I had been eyeing for a little bit and they're sold out so I'll have to either find them on uh, eBay or wait till they restock but uh, I, I give this brand five out of five they pass so many different 
a test in my mind for sustainability, for the company and the longevity to their access and the prices. Uh, everything is just on point. And they've been around for a long time, so they know what they're doing. It's just fabulous, this brand. So Earth Shoes, definitely you can check them out so much. They have uh, different places where you can check out their shoes online and in-store, but mainly online now um, at earthshoes.com. They're available on Amazon.com, DSW.com, eBay.com, FamousFootwear.com, FootwearETC.com, Overstock.com, ShoeMall.com, TheWalkingCompany.com, and also QVC.com. Earth Shoes can be found on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Earth Shoes. They're on Instagram at Earth Origins USA. They're on LinkedIn at Earth Shoes. They're on Pinterest at Earth Shoes. They're on Twitter at Earth Shoes and YouTube also at Earth Shoes. Uh, but they're not as active on there. But to contact Earth Shoes, just go to the website earthshoes.com. And then check out the bottom of the website under contact us to contact them. Thank you for tuning in and listening to my podcast episode here about, you know, just keeping safe, uh, whether it be uh, via the chemicals that could be leaching into your foods, whether you heat them up or frequency products and making sure that whatever you spring in your home, your apartment, your condo, wherever you live, that's not giving you, you know, allergies and chemicals that are leaching into your skin, you know, your body's biggest organ. Um, I want you to be safe and to, you know, learn so much, uh, whether it's about, you know, diving in even deeper than this podcast episode or, you know, telling your friends and family about what you've learned here and making it something that they can get on board with too. Whether they, you know, love makeup or maybe don't wear it as often, you know, some of the brands that I talked about in the companies, I love them. You know, Birch Bees, they're my go-to. I love their lip products. I need to try some of their other makeup products, but I remember first falling in love with their um, their shampoo. It was like a raspberry, um, or I think raspberry or pomegranate type of shampoo. I think it was raspberry. Um, but it didn't do so good on my hair when it was relaxed. But, you know, now that I'm natural, I've been natural for like since 2014 for good. Um, you know, I, I love their products and I wish, you know, that some of their packaging was a bit better, but all in all, like they're a fabulous company and, you know, they, they, they set the standard when it comes to being a part of the greater good, uh, what they make uh, matters, but also the customers hope make it so. They're not uh, they're not the best company that they can be without their customers, without those who put money in 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 customer reviews and let uh, letting Burt's Bees know, um, you know how they can be better. Like they're they're showing up and they're they're telling their customers, we hear you, we understand, we're doing it, and we won't let you down. And that's what you can look forward to, like a company uh, like, you know, Burt's Bees. Um, Some of the other companies, I want to do other episodes on specific um, types of um, companies and also their products. Like I could do a whole episode on like laundry detergent brands that you should know or like uh, fanny pack purses that you should know. I'm thinking about doing that podcast episode soon soon because I love uh, fanny packs and they kind of never get old and 
there are a whole bunch of like uh you know gen gen z uh folks and millennials and uh people who you know aren't even you know in any of those type of generations that love fanny packs too like i could talk about those all day i have a few fanny packs so i have like three four fanny packs so i can really talk about those um, I may do that episode soon. I'm not sure, but I'll I'll see about seeing if I can do that. But there are other episodes I want to do, and this kind of inspired me to to kind of go with that because the news was impactful. It's great, you know, it's numbers, survey results from endocrinologists. But maybe in the future I'll mix it up and see if I can find information from like chemists or from anthropologists and and other types of scientists too. You know, sociologists. You know, those who are up my alley. And, and find research that supports a great idea or a train of thought or something that is impactful that's better for you as a consumer or someone who's uh, really concerned about the environment. I'd love to do that and I will be doing that. And I thank you for the support uh, through and through all the way. Uh, for um, updates and for another podcast episode, be sure to check it out. It will be coming soon along uh, a few you know days or so, and I will get that out to you all. Thank you, as always, for listening. I love all of you. It means so much to get all the support, you know, constant listeners, um, really great base here. And, you know, you all just, you make the podcast, like, really, you do. Um, without you, I don't really have too much of a, a podcast base. And so it just warms me to, you know, have great listeners and people who are inquisitive and, and are smart, intelligent folks. Green and Thoughts community is smart, dang it. We're brilliant thinkers and creative people, um, people from all backgrounds. And I love that, you know, people from different ages. And that's amazing. That's, that's what I want. That's, uh, I think, what you all want. And, you know, keep... Um, you know, coming out with great um, podcast episodes. That's like the goal um, to learn so much and to share knowledge. That's one of the main reasons why I started Good Your Thoughts, to share um, a lot of information, um, new information, hot current news, uh, news that you should know, facts, uh, you know, my commentary. I, I wanted to make it um, so much of a of a pie uh, that you couldn't wait to, you know, get another slice. And so um, I, I'm building that, you know, with each episode and over time. So thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, so I hope that you learned a lot with this podcast episode and you come back for more uh, down the road. But until then, please take care of yourselves as always and be sure to take care of the planet. Be well. <laughs>